sports stories from the 419 in Northwest Ohio, brought to you by A Voice You Know. It's time to go around the area and around the Hearn. Welcome to another edition of Around the Hearn. Girls basketball winding down. The boys getting ready for the district finals and get into the regionals. Next week, the state tournament is coming. A lot of terrific things on display in the state You've got the early portions of bowling done. We'll talk to Rick Hardings, the bowling coach at Coldwater, about the state championship and a state runner-up that the Cavaliers picked up. D1 bowling going on this weekend, wrestling going on in the districts and into the state level. Got a special treat, though. Eric McCracken from Lee Kinsel. We'll talk all about kind of how this podcast comes to be, an idea he and I talked about and about Everything that he does for local sports, which, trust me, is a lot. I'm so happy to finally have him as a part of this show. But the last couple of days, basketball has taken over. Tuesday night, WZOQ Radio had a terrific game at Ohio Northern University. The OG girls punched their ticket to the regional finals tomorrow night in Lexington, taking on Afrocentric, the two-time defending champs. The Big Bad Wolf as I've referred to them in Division Three all year long. But first, on WZOQ Radio tomorrow afternoon, the OG boys will get a district final matchup against Wayne Trace after they avenged last year's regional loss against Coldwater on the floor last night in Lima. Big, big matchup. Wayne Trace can get up and down the floor. OG is uh, just proven lately they're on a mission. We'll see uh, if both the boys and the girls can get the wins, get into the regionals and the state level, and uh, just... uh, I'm so happy to be doing those games. I love the Putnam County community, and there's no bigger, probably, matchup for Putnam County than tonight in just a couple of hours from where I sit recording this. At the Fieldhouse in Elida, it says Elida with an E as the old joke goes on the front of the Fieldhouse, but tonight it could possibly say Collida with a K. Last night, community turned out. The uh, K-Town Crazies were in full force. Unfortunately, the girls... Could not pick up a win as Wayne Trace advanced to the uh, regional finals. They'll take on defending state champ for the last two years of the Mr. Wildcats on Saturday afternoon, or Saturday night, rather. That'll be a a heck of a matchup. Saw both of those games last night. Did one for K94, did one for Z Sports Live, and those are two teams on a collision path. Uh, Minster just finds a way to get it done. Shut down Madison Royal Davis, the uh, transfer from uh, Toledo Rogers for Toledo Christian. She got 28, so I say shut down, but really the last 20 uh, in the second half game mostly decided. Toledo Christian went on a run towards the end of the ball game, but Minster was able to knock down free throws like they were going out of style. It's a team that shoots just a ridiculous percent of 70. I, I It blows my mind, but terrific games. A couple of nights ago in Springfield, got to see the Anna girls pick up a winner against Versailles. They'll play Purcell Marion on a Saturday afternoon in a Springfield. But tonight, again, uh, I go back to this, Clyde and Grove. Grove undefeated. A school record for wins. They broke nearly a 65-year school record for wins. They'll take on a Clyde team they beat earlier on this year. That 7 o'clock tonight on WZOQ Radio. And uh, before I go, I'll get you the entire rundown. There are a lot of great local teams Still alive. I hope you're going out and watching a lot of these games. Pay the parking, pay the ticket, buy some popcorn. Kids will have a great time. Great basketball tomorrow afternoon as well as uh, just so many teams in action doing big things. Shout out to all the bowling teams going on. I know that uh, St. Mary's ended up having a terrific year. Coldwater as well. Again, we're talking to Rick Hardings here coming up in just a few. But enjoy both Biggie, he's coming up next. What his infectious personality has to say about everything going on. I love what he's doing out there and what they've got going on at Lee Kinsel. You can find them on West Urban Road in Van Wert. You'll hear from Biggie. You'll hear from Ricardings. That's coming up here on Around the Hearn. There's nothing like high school basketball in Ohio. And the Ohio High School Athletic Association is inviting you to be a part of the excitement on the tournament trail all the way to Columbus. The OHSAA Girls Basketball State Tournament is at St. John Arena March 12th, 13th, and 14th. And the boys take the court at the Schottenstein Center March 19th, 20th, and 21st. 
Check out OHSAA.org for brackets, tickets, and special offers. Make a trip with friends and family to the Basketball State Tournament and be a part of history. Danny the Dealmaker, have you ever noticed how Lee Kinsel Chevy Buick GMC is a little like a sports team? How so? Well, you got your Lee Kinsel team starters like all of our salespeople. Yeah? And then you got your talent on the bench ready to back up every one of those starters to ensure that the team wins like our incredible service people. You know, you're right. A customer can come in, select their favorite, and be on their way in no time. Sort of a pick and roll. Now you got it. See us at 650 West Urban Road, online at LeeKinsel.com, and on the phone at 866-LEE-KINSEL. Back on the podcast, and if you're uh, a regular listener, first of all, thank you. Second of all, uh, you know that I talk a lot about Lee Kinsel and about Big E and everything that he helps me be able to do throughout the course of the year and uh, this podcast. But, Eric, you kind of look at everything that's going on. Why do you reach out and do as much as humanly possible that you can do? Well, sometimes my wife and my employees but I tell you what, you know, when I talk about the Bamworth community, it's just not Bamworth. It's Paulding, it's Salina, it's Decatur, Indiana, it's Lima, it's Ottawa. You know, we're just surrounded here by some of the greatest people and uh, some of the greatest kids. You and I got to know each other through Legion Baseball. And, you know, that was like another chapter of all the great people I've been missing all that time. Uh, kids playing baseball, they were a little older than than uh, little league age or high school age. But, you know, it's it's just all about the kids. Uh, it's something that drives me and it drives my business. And uh, that's always been our our thing here at Kinsel's is to support the kids in this area. Well, it helps, too, that you've got a small army at your house. And it does. You know, I have four boys, 21, 19, 16, and and a 12-year-old, and, and I've seen kids of all ages, you know, over the last, really, not 21 years, but the last 17 or 18 years, and it, you know, I, I really uh, love to help kids, uh, I love to see kids excel, I love to see great students, I love to see great athletes, and it, you know, it doesn't matter what school you go to, or what, what team you play on, or you don't play on, maybe, maybe you're not a on the team, maybe you're in the band supporting the school. Maybe you're a cheerleader. You know, it, it takes everybody to uh, to drive a sports team. I have told the story to people before, but I've never actually told it on this podcast. Last summer, Van Wert has made uh, a tremendous run, both in the Legion and in the high school ranks. And uh, I got to do a game with you, and I will tell you that – I knew this before, but you are one of the most highly energetic people I've ever met and one of the most fun broadcasts I've ever done because I I try to to uh, kind of hang my hat on being into things and, and being a cheerleader for the kids, but you might be a level ahead of me. Well, I, I, I really... And, and I mean that in the nicest way. I appreciate that. It's sad to say that, well, like this weekend, I was at the Lima YMCA to watch my youngest play basketball and his teammates and saw a lot of great great young players and a great facility but I can't sit still at those games you know and it's it's like hey I can watch the first quarter or the first half from my seat but I have to go find another one uh, I try as you as you become a dad as you become a spectator you figure out not everybody wants to hear you yelling or coaching from the sidelines so I contain that and try to, to make my way around the gym or the field, the football field, baseball diamond, whatever it is, you know, and see it from different angles. Maybe the ump makes a, you know, rock and call at first play base a couple times. I want to go over there and see if it's that hard to see on that side of the field. You know what I mean? You, right. And you just kind of, you kind of put yourself in the game. It's a lot of fun. Uh, that game we did uh, was on a minor league uh, baseball it was an stadium. and was double-A stadium. Yeah, that is a throw for me. I was so happy for our kids. You know, I had a senior playing in that game, but I had, you know, 19 other sons out there playing baseball, it felt like. Just kids that I've known since they were little. I was proud of them. I was proud of Charlie Whitten. I was proud of Jeremy Kitson. I was proud of Jim Wirtz. I was proud of Eric Putman. All those coaches that don't get home until 8 o'clock at night or maybe, 
you know, work on Sunday afternoon or Saturday while we're all doing our other things. Those coaches are, are working, they're strategizing. Uh, the kids put in the work. It, you know, it's not a big secret that our used car building here at Lee Kinsel's has a batting cage in it. And that batting cage, we put it up when those kids were young. Um, you know, those boys being seniors. And I didn't care what time of day or night they came here. They all had a code to the door. They could come in our used car building with their dad or somebody else. They could throw baseballs at them night and day. I did not care. And it's still that way. Well, hopefully not but at them, just more to not them. Not at Exactly, more <laughs> to them. But, you, you say know, that I, and one I, person will be like, oh, they're throwing baseballs at them? Exactly. I, I just want those kids to have a place. You know, Van Wert is a great town, but it's like any other small town. You have to create places for them. You have to make it interesting. The, the, the gym has to have baskets that go up and down. The, the baseball diamond needs batting cages. Uh, the football field, sometimes you got to dress it up and do some things and make it fun. Because if it's the same year in, year out, it, it, gets, uh, it gets a little tough. And uh, kids, in general, want it to be cool. So, you know, we're fighting uh, Minecraft and, and uh, whatever that other game is that kids play all night long that I can't stand. Fortnite? Fortnite, yeah, there you go. I hate it. But <laughs> I didn't know kids you know, still played Minecraft. That's a new one. Uh, they do. They really do. But, you know, as, as adults, we're trying to get them to the baseball diamond or the basketball floor, whatever it is, wrestling, mad, it doesn't make me any difference. Our job's hard enough as it is, so we make it interesting for them. But, you know, and along with that, when those kids that you saw there in Akron were 12 years old, we'd worked for three years, this community had, on a brand new baseball park just a 200 205 foot down each you know line new uh new dugouts new everything fifth or i'm sorry first bank of burn field first bank of burn paid for a great deal of that project and we built it as parents and those kids were the first kids that ever played a game there that was the highest amount of kids we ever had sign up for Little League in anticipation for it. And that's that's what it takes is getting them interested. I can Sorry tell – oh, you're fine. I Hey, I asked. Oh, I can tell wow. anyone uh, who doesn't know what, when he's talking about how he quite literally goes around every part during a game, I have seen this and have been the recipient of multiple texts of, I don't know how that looked from out here in center field or down the left field line. <laughs> As I'm doing the game of, all right, it's kind of like having an in-game reporter. Yeah, it's it's just one of them things. If, you know, God gave us the ability to, to move around. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's check out what's going on over here. Let's see what the opposing team. That's that's the thing that I enjoy most. And this sounds crazy. Is visiting other people's uh, parks or uh, their their gyms, their football field. I love to see what they've done from nothing. You know, and it's it's amazing when you when you talk about anything. The very first thing that comes up is we can't do it because we don't have the money. That is always the first excuse. Am I right? Right. I mean, when I say, "Hey, let's build a let's build a new water park," oh, we don't have the money, and, and that's usually true. But when you go to these visiting schools or visiting, you know, communities, it's amazing how they've done it, how they've made it. You know, I. I credit that park in Ottawa where you spent a lot of your broadcasting time with the Legion over there. Beautiful pool, beautiful park, beautiful baseball facility, you know, and there's a lot of those around Coldwater. Uh, I could name, you oh, know, yeah, on and on and on. Yeah. I mean, wow. You know, even Rockford, Rockford's really stepped it up, you know, just so many of these neat places. But I love to see that stuff. I love to see the community's, Time, money, and effort in action. I don't care what community it is. That 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 makes my day, and that's the other reason I'm walking around looking at stuff, I guess. Well, I can tell you that uh, I had Matt Dubay, the baseball coach of Fort Jennings, on a couple weeks ago. And yes, they are, I know I know him well. They're in the I'm sorry for that. They're in the capital <laughs> phase of uh, their new park and I'm sure he would yeah. he would love to have folks money and uh, be able to build something really nice for the kids. You know, Matt Minky, one of his assistants, is a close friend of mine. And Matt, Matt shared their ideas with me and their drawings and their stuff over the last couple of years. He asked me, what do you think? 
you know, can we do this? What do you, what do you think? Heck, yes, you can do it. You know, you got to ask. But, you know, they got a real neat uh, idea over there. And they've got a great place to put it. You know, they've got a big, big spot there at their school that it looked great in. And uh, their, their baseball's on the rise there, by the way. You know, you're going to see great things, whether it's this year, next year, or the next 10 years. They're in that same momentum-driven thing that BAM works in. You know, we, we want to start young with our, with our 9- to 10-year-olds. We want them to, to meet our head coach. You know, we want them to know Charlie Witten and what he's all about. And, you know, just stay in contact with them until they're ready for high school. I mean, like, I think our incoming freshman class is right at 20 baseball players this year. Wow. Which, that's a bunch. Yeah. yeah, that's a big class of freshmen. And, you know, that's a credit to Charlie. Uh, he, he, keeps them, he keeps them interested. He keeps them playing. You know, it's tough sometimes to, to coach that many kids in one class to keep him interested, but he does a great job at it, and the people that work with him do too. Well, and it's kind of interesting too because that's a team that is picked towards the high middle of uh, the uh, the WBL, the coaches poll that happened before the season. Right. And, you know, it, it, it's a team that I think could be pretty sneaky and I think could make quite a run when things are all said and done. I love your wording, sneaky, there, because, you know, they had a great run last year, one of the first you know, WBL crowns they've ever had, had a lot of kids graduate. I don't even remember the number, but it was big. And they are far from being empty. They've got a great incoming senior class. They've got a great incoming junior. I guess they're juniors and seniors now. So they've got a great junior and a great senior class that's going to go in there. And, you know, in my mind, hey, it's like any other team. If they've got the pitching, look out because they've definitely – can defend they can definitely hit the ball they're definitely baseball smart kids you know and that's half the battle uh Owen Tree still have an amazing year on the mound and it just kind of comes down to who has one with him you know if one of those guys can go six and two or you know seven and three or whatever it is and, and get some wins along with him it'll it'll be a crazy good year for him well plus now TJ just signed his letter today and uh that's that. awesome to yeah to be able to get that out of the way, now he can just concentrate on baseball. Yeah, I, I hadn't had a lot of contact with him or Terry Reynolds' his dad, but, um, you know, it talked about some schools and some, some things that, that maybe my kids had done. Um, and TJ, I think, made a really nice decision there with Muskegon College, and he'll be a great fit. TJ will go in there and, and provide them a ton of energy. And uh, TJ's just baseball, 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 so that shouldn't be any problem. He'll be loving it and learning it. And, you know, I love the picture of him uh, with Coach Witten and Coach Kitson, but I also noticed Coach Chatternsberger on there, his Legion coach, and that kind of made my day to see that. I, I, a lot of credit goes to Chad that maybe doesn't get spoken, but uh, he does a heck of a job. Don't, with don't stoke his ego. Well, it's okay. <laughs> he, he, he'll drop off free uh, Anheuser-Busch products over here or something. <laughs> right. <laughs> he, I can see that, too. I actually, we just had him on the uh, PCL coaches show about a week or so ago, and he took a shot at my ego. So I didn't, I didn't know what to do with that. Yeah. I'm excited for him coaching high school baseball, especially right back in his backyard, his hometown where he came from. And, you know, I never knew Chad until about two years ago. And I actually met him through Matt Mickey, my friend from Fort Jennings. But uh, a lot of credit goes to Chad for, you know, he tells those kids, look, this is possible. You want to go to college? I'll help you get there. You know, and I, I'm sure he was instrumental in helping TJ uh, make his decision and get him pointed in the right direction. I think they'll have an excellent summer this year. The Legion team will. Well, between that and uh, Chad's Wildcats are finished or uh, are picked by the PCL coaches to win the PCL, so he's go. uh, he's going to be a very busy. And you're right, and he's a very positive guy. And the yep. great thing I love about him is. If something is X, he'll tell you it's X. It's not going to yeah. be something else. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Chet's a good man. How uh, how are your two uh, young gentlemen in college, by the way? Uh, my senior, Ryan, is, is uh, just getting healthy, just just uh, seeing the mound again here in the last week or two, and he's looking for some, some neat things. Uh, you know, I, I think he'll be used sparingly this year. He'll come in in a reliever role. Uh, 
he still throws extremely hard, but, you know, a lesson to young guys when, when they tell you not to throw a curveball because it's hard on your arm, a slider was what really tore him up for almost three years. And you know, he went back to throwing that slider early this spring after he was healed up and it inflamed, you know, some tendons and tendons and muscles in there again and just caused him a lot of trouble. So be careful what you're throwing as a young pitcher. Uh, Jalen's a freshman there at St. Francis. Uh, has not seen the field yet. They're just coming back from uh, traveling to uh, Kentucky the last three or four weekends. Jalen uh, is on their depth chart. Uh, he's bigger and stronger than I've ever seen him. Can't wait to see him hit a baseball. Uh, but look forward to seeing them play at home here in the next week or two. There's 500 right now. I think they're about seven and seven, something like that as a team, and uh, look pretty good. You know, it's the first time they came home from that southern swing 500 or better. So that's that's saying something. Coach Dustin uh, Butcher over there does a nice job. He's got them rolling. That's, uh, that's kind of crazy, too, because St. Francis now is pretty much Putnam and Vanderbilt County West. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, you factor in Nathan Temple that's a freshman. Uh, Jackson Amway gets a freshman along with Jalen. And then Ryan's playing with uh, uh, Justice Tussing that was a 2016 Vanward graduate. Justice is an infielder, outfielder. Uh, Caden, uh, oh gosh, from Lima Bath. Caden uh, Sullivan, really talented player. He's in the lineup every day. And I saw where his brother, uh, his older brother, is, is caught on in Canada as, as a professional pitcher. So, you know, oh, wow. baseball can stick around for a while. Well, kind of a cool thing, too, uh, coming up. I just looked at St. Francis' schedule. They play Indiana Wesleyan with uh, five games in uh, the 6th seventh or the sixth and 7th uh, in a couple yep. of days. And you've got Austin Swift from Kaleida, who's a part of that Indiana ah. Wesleyan team. Swift and Ryan were teammates on the Ottawa team, correct? They were uh, two of my favorite kids to try to understand what they were doing at any time. Yeah, yeah, they could be doing anything out there on the baseball field. They knew what they were doing, or maybe it's two of them. You know, I I think it's those two. At one time, I was at a a ball game, an Ottawa uh, Legion game, and I looked out in the outfield, and I'm like, what is it they're doing? And they were taking a selfie. You know, right right before the first pitch, and I thought, wow, you know that that's what baseball should be about. You know, what I mean, get out there and have some fun with it. It doesn't have to all be about balls and strikes. You know, enjoy the game and, and that part it. helps, though. Yeah, I agree. Man, <laughs> every have, once in a while, you have, you're exactly right. You're exactly right. Uh, I uh, I cannot thank you enough for all the support with doing games and with this podcast about everything that uh, you've helped me be able to do to sort of reach more people. Well, absolutely. I enjoy reading your columns. Always enjoy listening to you on the radio. And uh, as a broadcaster, I feel like you are one of the best, no doubt about it. Well, I thank you for that. Sometime soon right. your check will be in the mail. All right, man. Send it. You know where to send it, <laughs> P.O. Box. Right. And sometime this spring, hopefully we can do a game together. All right. I mean, just, just uh, count me in on if you got a Van Wart game or a local game. We didn't mention Lincoln View. Uh, going to have a big, bright season. Where are they picked in the Northwest Conference, by the way? Uh, would it surprise you to see that they're going to win? I, I think they can. And I you see I mean, coaches have them winning and Landon Price as a player of the year. Wow, that's early. Uh, how about Crestview? They'll, they'll have a nice team as well. Uh, I think they were third or fourth. Good, good. I forget, I'd have to you listen know, to Nate's preview show. Van Moore's got a lot of great talent uh, as, a, as a county, you know, no doubt about it, and that includes some guys from Dolphus that slide in there, and, and uh, just just hope they all have a great year, stay safe and healthy, and uh, we'll, we'll see them on the diamond with you. What uh, what do you have going on at Lee Kinsel, by the way, just to promote everything you oh, have? Geez. We had a you know we had a really good February. Uh, it seems like the used car is the value right now. That's what everybody's leaning towards. Uh, new cars, zero percent, and we can talk sound like a commercial all day long, but it's it's our people that'll treat you good. Uh, It'll play after this. Yeah, they. We won't. If you want to buy a car, we want you to buy a car. You're not going to come in and get you know uh, any negative at all. We're all positive. We all love what we do. Uh, our job's to sell cars, and hopefully somebody comes and sees us once in a while and buys one.
Where where can people find the dealership at? 650 West Urban Road, Lee Kensels. We also purchased Taylor Auto Sales here in Van Works. 70 years it's been around. It's a beautiful used car lot. I only ever had two jobs in my lifetime, one at Taylor's, one at Kensels. So I was fortunate enough to, to make that in, happen in October. Um, it's here in Van Wert also, or you can just look, LeeKinsel.com. We've got you know a couple hundred vehicles to choose from, and they're all priced right on our on our website with tons and tons of pictures. And like I said, what you see is what you get. We just we just aim to please. I thank you so much. All right, man. Have a great week. That's Aaron McCracken. Back with more of the show after this. Thanks, Aaron. Danny the Dealmaker, have you ever noticed how Lee Kensel Chevy Buick GMC is a little like a sports team? Uh, no. How so? Well, you got your Lee Kensel team starters who have all the experience and can really make things happen, like all of our salespeople. Yeah? And then you got your talent on the bench ready to back up every one of those starters to ensure that the team wins, like our incredible service people. Yep, deep bench there for sure. Then you got the front office personnel. That's all of us. You know, you're right. Lee Kinsel Chevy Buick GMC is a lot like a sports team. And if you add in our playbook, which includes so many ways to score on a new or pre-owned car truck, the simile is complete. It is. And with our biggest in the area, Lee Kinsel Selection, a customer can come in, select their favorite, and be on their way in no time. Sort of a pick and roll. Now you got it. See us at 650 West Urban Road, online at LeeKinsel.com, and on the phone at 866-LEE-KINSEL. Like Chevrolet says, find new roads. And Danny. Yeah, Coach? I hope you can dance. We need some cheerleaders. Back on the show now as we talk about bowling with the Coldwater Bowling Coach in Rick Harding's. Rick, a pretty happy weekend for you guys last weekend. Oh, yeah. It's always uh, a good week when you bring hardware home. Uh, yeah, we uh, look forward to going down there. Last year, our girls missed missed it for the first time in many, many years. Um, and the guys made it down there, but didn't make the qualifying round of the top eight last year. So I was a little disappointing, but uh, a whole group, new group of kids this year, uh, very young on the boys' side of things. Uh, several freshmen coming in on the varsity team. Uh, a couple of sophomores, with the junior and the senior. Um, barely made it out of the district, but we were bowling well all year. Uh, we finished second in the uh, conference in New Bremen, and, and uh, Paul Gary had a really good team this year, but uh, we always try to bowl as best we can, and uh, bowling good at the end of the season, that's always the plan. On the girls' side of things, um, a lot of experience back this year with a couple of freshmen, but the girls that are on the other team, on the team as well, uh, where it was at state two years ago, which they started up, so some good experience with the girls side of things. So heading into state, um, the girls have been going really well. They won the sectional and won the district. Um, so they finally got back to state. They were excited about that. Um, the boys, we won the sectional. Had a little trouble at districts. The lanes were a bit drier than we expected, um, which kind of for the field a little bit more. And we just snuck in that third spot to advance the state. Um, but getting to state, once again, was always a fun weekend. With the close teams going, it was always bittersweet. Uh, thinking the girls had a really good chance to maybe do some damage and get some hardware because of the experience um, on the boys' side of things. You know, being that young, we really didn't know what to expect. We got a really good senior in Michael Shane here. He's had a solid career with uh, Coldwater here and has had a really good season this year. Um, but our freshmen are really talented and our sophomores are really stepped up. So we were pretty excited. Um, I'm kicking to death that our boys won. Um, we bowled really well, but we had some really close matches in the match play. Um, coming down the wire, we're Shane here. Had to throw several strikes, double the tenth, but we got the first one for sure. You know, our guy setting up really well, keeping moving our four spots, some clutch strikes. Um, and every time Michael needed a strike or a double, he did. Uh, just gives us a chance to get in that final match against Circle and Harvard, Circle Harding. And uh, we pulled really, really well in that final match, which gave us a uh, gives us the win. But uh, on the girls' side of things, we pulled extremely well the first round of match play after qualifying uh, second. And we put up some big scores, 220-240, and we were winning easily. One bad game, but we still won it. Uh, got in the final match, and just really the, the nerves are tough to handle, and uh, we usually bowl pretty well when we get that spot. But uh, we were we were with them, and then uh, we just did some key, crucial spares uh, down the stretch. Um, but we still had to go bowl really well all day. And, you know, like I said, we had we put a lot of pressure on Richard Miller, some of those seniors. That was strike the first fall, game four in the finals to try to get to game five and she went a little high and that ended up in eight counts and so that was tough. They took it hard but uh, still a great season with runners up. What was the uh, welcome home at Playmore like? There was a lot of people here. <laughs> it was pretty exciting. Um, 
you know, we've had those kind of walking homes uh, before, and, uh, you know, we got home about 9 o'clock. The fire trucks were outside of town on 127 19 uh, I think the core EMS was with them as well, so we'd thank them for doing what they did. And uh, we had a nice little tour around town. Uh, they brought us to the bowling alley here at the uh, Playmore, and, uh, you know, all the parents, former parents of other players, former players that I've coached over the years, um, thought the place was full of bowling, so that was even more, that would be more cool because a lot of people that don't really see these kids and uh, all dressed up in their uniforms and just, you know, carrying them big trophies. Those trophies are the same size as, you know, the football team, state championships and basketball and baseball and softball and all of those sports. So they got to realize that it is real. It is, it is, it is a pretty cool sport. You can do it all your whole life, but I don't know. There were several hundred people here, and they had this nice big tunnel for us. We came in the, the north door. And we made the kids, the kids all go through the coaches and we went on the approach and uh, one of my employees, we uh, kind of DJ'd everything and announced all the kids' names and we kind of honored Riley Brown. She was the first team all Ohio and Michael, Shane Harris, second team all Ohio with their scores and um, just kind of just gave the kids the recognition they deserve and kind of a huge crowd and, you know, they were all excited and it, it turned into a little bit of a party, but uh, we're used to that and that's what we look forward to every year, finishing the season off with a bang and you know, celebrating with the parents and the former players and the kids. And, uh, you know, that's just, just a cool, cool thing. Are you going to raise money to help Eric build an extra wing for all the state championship trophies you guys have accrued at Coldwater? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's, that's a good problem to have. Isn't it? Right, exactly. I haven't, talk, I, haven't, I haven't talked about that yet, but um, those banners are so cool to hang in the gym. Uh, you know, we'll be able to go there for the rest of our lives and you know, our kids and my grandkids and, We'll be able to see those banners and, you know, those kids that pulled for me, you know, the past 20 years. Um, I got so many text messages, text messages from, you know, like other players that I've coached, boys and girls, just, you know, congratulating me and just, uh, you know, would it, did you ever think it would turn out this way and the way, way it's going and going to continue to go? Um, it was so cool. But to be recognized at school and these trophies going to showcase, yeah, they eventually they're going to have to build more room for showcases and, uh, I don't know how we're going to do that wing if it's amazing to put it in there, but uh, we'll let Eric we'll go worry about that one. He's not like he's got enough things going on. Right, he's a busy guy. And he was down there. He wasn't there Friday for the boys, but he texted me good luck in the morning, and they, they hosted uh, uh, just they hosted uh, basketball tournament over the weekend. And, but our superintendent, Jason Wood, was there, and we really appreciate that uh, on Friday. And then Jason was there for a little while. He had a skip out early because his son plays on the team. But we do, uh, we do. They're coming back on Saturday because there was three. Um, I think all three were there, and then Jason Wood and uh, Eric were there for the whole day, all the way to the end with the girls. And you know they appreciate the hard work that the girls put in, and you know they appreciate what we do as coaches. And they always let us know that. And it's kind of cool that they were there to, you know, give the Jason was there to give the boys their medals, championship medals on Friday, and both of them gave them to the girls on Saturday. So you know most schools have administrators there, but. You know, we're just pretty fortunate to have who we have running our schools and, you know, they care about the kids and they care about our sports. And uh, it was a pretty awesome weekend having them down there and, and uh, hope it continues in the future. I know that obviously the goal state championships in about being the best, but what does it mean either to you or to the kids that now they can compete for MAC titles in bowling? Yeah, it's, uh, that's going to be huge. Um Right now, I'm working on my program for our conference banquet uh, that we hold, will host this Sunday at, at Romans and St. Henry. Um, we're going to have 400 people there uh, for our whole conference, which was 12 schools. It used to be 20 until the WBL um, started doing their own thing. So it's really bittersweet that this is our last West Ohio High School Bowling Conference banquet that we've been doing for uh, 18 years. Um, it's a lot of work. I'm, doing, I'm working on the program yesterday all day, yesterday trying to get it done. And, uh, but you know, we've been, that, that was our goal from the start is to, when my dad started this and trying to get these teams and, you know, these proprietors to get together to make a high school league back in 98. Um, once we got that role on eight teams, our goal was to always try to get it to be a max sport. Um, but we start things started going so good that we had so many teams. You know, we had 20 schools in our conference at one time, you know, just three or four years ago. And we just thought, you know, we tried that we talked to the ADs at the back and I talked to Eric about it. And we just really, they just really, hey, you got a good thing going, just leave it as is. Well, that wasn't our goal. But when the WBL pulled out of the West Ohio High School Conference, then, you know, I just kind of chopped it in, in half. Um, so we kind of restructured it and just kind of went with the South teams. 
um, you know, the eight back schools that we have in there now, plus Fort Lauderdale, Rishi, Central Valley, and Antonia. Um, but those four, those four schools, though, that's the MAC that's taking it on, and uh, it's going to be different next year. But us coaches that are in the MAC, we are looking forward to it. Uh, the kids are excited about it to win a MAC title. Um, it's going to be different, a little bit different next year, where the regular season records will determine points. It's kind of like golf. And then your MAC conference tournament, you'll, you'll receive more points on the teams that you beat. And those points will add up together to determine the MAC champion. Um, we kind of do it right now. We kind of keep a max standing. It's very unofficial. We just kind of we just kind of do it ourselves. I kind of do it on the back end on the website. Um, but it's going to be real next year, and I think we're going to host the max tournament here at Flamingo and Coldwater. Um, so that's going to be an exciting time for everybody. These coaches that have been coaching all these years, um, and then we, we all know what the goal is, and we're just excited that the ADs are going to give us a chance to finally have Mac uh, bowling as an official varsity sport. I would imagine you have somebody pretty smart in charge of the math there to, get, to make sure that every the math to make sure that everything is adding up correctly. Because I'm glad I'm not the guy in charge of it. Yeah, um, we met with uh, some of the ads kind of voted in, um, and when it passed uh, that same night, Don Kemper, the commissioner of the match, stopped out here at the Bowling Center at playing here at Bowling League and. He walked in. I was down at one and two ball, and then he walked in, and, and uh, I know I knew who Don is. I talked to him a few times, not a lot, but I come off the lanes and I come up and I say, "What's the temperature here?" He's going to talk to me. I, I missed the whole next game because I wanted to talk to him, and he wanted to ask, ask some questions. And we kind of talked for like a good 25, 30 minutes, and then we ended up meeting with him. Uh, a couple of our coaches on other teams. Um, we had a meeting on a Sunday night over at Minster just to discuss uh, how we wanted to go about it. You know, when it would start, you know, we had to kind of, kind of jot down some bylaws and then he kind of tweaked them and then, uh, he typed them up and then he approached the, the ADs at their last meeting and then trying to get us to rewrite the bylaws and everything and uh, get it all ready to go for next year. So, um, we're excited about that and uh, he's going to be in charge. We may help him. We're going to do the scheduling that, uh, for prior the coaches. We've been there for 20 years. So they're going to still allow us to do the, do the scheduling and, um, we have a real cool company called Fitstaff that does our staff averages, high games, high scores. They will continue to do that as well. But Don will be the final say-so on, uh, you know, the standing. He does the golf. So um, he'll do the same thing for bowling, too. And, and we're going to help him. And it's kind of new for him. We've been doing it so long. So uh, they'll eventually learn, and, and we'll kind of help him out. But, you know, like I said, we're excited about the, the whole new thing for 2021. I, uh perused a lot of Twitter, and I saw the future's pretty bright for you guys as well. Junior high program looks to be in pretty good shape. Yeah, that, uh, I think I said that to uh, I was interviewed down in Columbus um, right when we were done. You know, I was, I was a mess. I was choked up a mess because we really didn't think the boys really had a chance. But they're, they're so good. The freshmen are so strong, but they're, you know, they're young, and that's, that's a ton of pressure to be in Columbus in front of these, these schools. You know, uh, the number one seat got knocked off the first round by... Uh, by Galleon. Um, not just me. I don't even know if I could even figure that out, that, they, that the number one team is gone because their anchor bowler, Bryce Oliver, is one heck of a bowler. He's a left, two-handed left-hander. Um, and he beat us. So, gosh, when he was a freshman, he beat us. And we had a really good team. Um, and we were kind of looking for revenge. We're thinking we'd have to face him, but they get knocked off. So it's just like the, you know, it's a big breath of fresh air when the best team is qualifying gets knocked out. And then here they come. But we still have to take care of business in front of us. So we have to still win that. But um, uh, it's with the freshmen we have on the team and the up, upcoming eighth graders, we have literally almost a dozen uh, eighth graders right now in our junior high program and our junior league program that are uh, that are hungry. Uh, we're going to bowl all summer. They're going to be ready. They're going to get better. They're going to just keep working hard at it because they know what the history of our, of our sport is in cold water. And I'm telling you, there's some kids that are going to make some noise next year. Uh, on the varsity level and even in the JGP University. Uh, they're going to work their butts off, and hopefully my guys that are upperclassmen now see that, and they work their butts off this summer, too, to try not to let them guys get around them, but that's just going to make our team better. I mean, we're going to be so strong, and it's cool that the freshmen in the top one that we have this year to win this year, which I, didn't, I really wasn't sure it was going to happen because we were kind of up and down at times, uh, weren't real good at times, barely get into the district tournament, and then we, we pull it off, and I mean, it's scary. This class, this freshman class this year could 
win seven more times if they just keep their stuff together and work hard at it. Um, they could do some serious damage, just like the girls have done for so many years in the now. I love the video that uh, you have retweeted about Keaton Bruns. Just what seems like things come easy to him. He shoots the program's first three hundred, and that five seven ten that he picked up in one of the videos. I I just laughed and I thought. I'm probably not getting one of those, let alone all three, and just a big smile on his face. Yeah, I, I would get one of those too. I wouldn't get all three, but he was—he uh, was out of practice one evening, and he—he uh, he shouldn't even leave that, but he did. I mean, it's a really bad shot when you do leave that split, and it's very uncommon. Um, but he did pick up a lighter ball, but still, you got to be able to throw it. You still got to put it in the right spot. Uh, you have to have a lighter ball, and that's get the deflection from the five ten into the seven ten, but. He is, he is very accurate. Uh, he's involved since he's been really, really little. Um, I grew up with his dad, and he's uh, Keaton's been around the sport since he's been probably walking two or three years old. Um, his cousins were the James boys. Those are my nephews, the kids that pulled in my program. Uh, Tyler, the oldest one, um, he was he had a, he was on the first stage in 2007, and then Trey, Toby came after him, and then uh, Trey came after him. Trey was a state champion. Uh, back in 15, I do believe. Uh, but Toby was the only one of the James that didn't say title, and his two brothers always let us know about that. But Keaton has always watched those kids roll in matches, uh, sectional, district, state finals. They always make the trip to the weekend to go down and watch. Uh, Keaton's grandparents are huge supporters of our program. So they were there this weekend. They were, they've been there for years and years following the James kids. But they just love, they just love watching our program. They just love watching kids roll. Um, so they're huge supporters, but you know, Keaton's got a bright future. I mean, he's a two-hander. He's, he's getting better every day. Um, he's going to do some really good damage. And he, I thought he was shot there against the line over here um, as at home. I mean, that was we had a full house. We had 16 teams. Uh, we were rolling Salina. Sandy was rolling for each other. Mississippi Valley was rolling Tequila. We had 165 people paid to get in that night to watch their teams. And when he finished the 10th frame on lane 12, there was nobody bowling. I mean, it was like a state finals atmosphere, like when you were bowling the final match at Wayne Webb's Columbus Bowl. There's 48 lanes there. Nobody's bowling except maybe Michael Shane here in the 10th frame to try to win it or to try to pick up a spare to advance or something like that. And that's how it was here at 90 shot 300. I mean, for a freshman to handle that pressure and he threw it so good in the 10th frame, he get it done. Um, those don't come around very often. And I don't know if I'll ever see another 300 game or not, but. If we do, hopefully it's a couple of our kids that do it at a, at a really good time. But there's only three ever in the top of 50. So pretty special night for him. And even for me, I was so dang nervous myself, you know, just watching him you know, finish that game off. Well, I thank you so much for doing this, and I congratulate you on all the success and hope it continues. Yeah, we're looking forward to it. Uh, I mean, it's, it's a long grind. It's a long three- to four-month season. And a lot of practicing, you know, a lot of effort by the kids and the coaches. Um, but we're, we're, we're two days removed from, uh, you know, runners up in a state championship. And we're working on the postseason stuff, getting ready for our banquet, team banquet. And uh, we got a youth tournament coming up here for all the kids to try to win scholarship money. But uh, I'm pretty excited about next year already. I know the spring's coming around and we got to put on a PGA tournament this summer in August. So that's a lot of work as well. But I'm pretty fired up about the future. I mean, it's, I mean four or five years ago, we thought Keaton Burns would be a freshman. And we weren't sure we'd have a JV team or enough bowlers to bowl with him to even make a varsity team. And now all of a sudden, that eighth grade class and the seventh grade class, we just had kids start coming through our theater program and just kept joining, getting better. And uh, that has helped a bunch. But our girls' numbers will be down a little bit in the next several years. It's, uh, they're down overall in all of our classes. Uh, eighth grade, seventh, sixth, fifth, down a lot. My AD, Eric Goodman, told me that it's, it's going to be hard, but you know, we're going to try our best to keep get kids out here. And, um, a cool story Rachel Miller and Emily set off like two uh, varsity girls uh, seniors this year. You know they got two runners up, but they uh, they came to me before the freshman year, and you know they just came to me and said they wanted to maybe go off the ball in this winter. And I said okay, and I gave them a little 10, 15 minutes feel about they're going to have a chance to win a state title someday. So they went down and put the rental shoes on and bowled a game, and Rachel bowled a seventy something, and Emily bowled a hundred and eleven. And I printed those score sheets off the game too, and said hey, put this in time capsule so when you do win a state title or make it to state. Uh, go ahead and look back at how you got started and what you did and how hard you did work. So we were a little short of getting the state championship, but, you know, runners up ain't all bad, and, you know, we're proud of the crew and the guys uh, on all the, what they've done. That's Ricardix, the uh, Coldwater Bowling coach, back with more after this. 
Danny the Dealmaker, have you ever noticed how Lee Kensel Chevy Buick GMC is a little like a sports team? Uh, no. How so? Well, you got your Lee Kensel team starters who have all the experience and can really make things happen, like all of our salespeople. Yeah? And then you got your talent on the bench ready to back up every one of those starters to ensure that the team wins, like our incredible service people. Yep, deep bench there for sure. Then you got the front office personnel. That's all of us. You know, you're right. Lee Kinsel Chevy Buick GMC is a lot like a sports team. And if you add in our playbook, which includes so many ways to score on a new or pre-owned car truck, the simile is complete. It is. And with our biggest in the area, Lee Kinsel Selection, a customer can come in, select their favorite, and be on their way in no time. Sort of a pick and roll. Now you got it. See us at 650 West Urban Road, online at LeeKinsel.com, and on the phone at 866-LEE-KINSEL. Like Chevrolet says, find new roads. And Danny. Yeah, Coach? I hope you can dance. We need some cheerleaders. There's nothing like high school basketball in Ohio. And the Ohio High School Athletic Association is inviting you to be a part of the excitement on the tournament trail all the way to Columbus. The OHSAA Girls Basketball State Tournament is at St. John Arena March 12th, 13th, and 14th. And the boys take the court at the Schottenstein Center March 19th, 20th, and 21st. Check out OHSAA.org for brackets, tickets, and special offers. Make a trip with friends and family to the Basketball State Tournament and be a part of history. A big thanks to Rick Hardings and Eric McCracken for being a part of this show and uh, telling you all about everything that they've got going on. District final scoreboard for tonight. Again, I talked about Kaleida and Columbus Grove. That game taking place on WZOQ Radio tonight at 7. Winner gets either Toledo Christian or Antwerp at BGSU next week. D4 at Wapakoneta sees Marion Local take on a Parkway squad that is looking to go to the regionals for the first time in school history. They've already picked up, I believe, a school record for wins. That game, 7 o'clock tonight on K94. Winner gets Arlington or Tiffin Calvert next week at BG, the late game behind Kaleida and Columbus Grove. Then uh, the two games I was talking about, Tiffin Calvert and Arlington, Toledo Christian and Antwerp, and I'm pretty sure D4 at Defined, 7 o'clock tonight. That game on uh, WKSD 99.7 with the great Kenny Stabler. Got to see him last night and jokingly told him that he held me up because there was one place to plug in at Elida, and uh, I had a, I was there before he was because we were doing both games. But uh, love them, love uh, him doing games with his son, and just uh, a terrific crew that they've got over there. He and Jason Williamson tonight on WKSD. D4 in Vandalia. Fort Loramie taking on New Miami. Winter plays next week at UD Arena on the 10th. That's a 5.30 game tonight. That's actually getting ready to start by the time you hear this. It'll already be gone. D4 Vandalia, Vandalia Butler sees Cedarville take on Jackson Center. Winter plays next week at UD Arena. Great games tomorrow. I talked about Wayne Trace and OG, the boys at 1 p.m. D2 at Ohio Northern. Defines takes on Shawnee at 7 o'clock. And uh, George Mangus and Shawnee, you heard from Coach Triplett a couple of weeks ago here on this show. That's a game that they beat Defiance by 31 the first time they played. The one action in Toledo at the University of Toledo. Toledo start in Sylvania Northview in the early game at 6.30. St. John's and Lima Senior renewing their rivalry at 8.30. Winners play each other at UT on the 11th. D3 boys, Anna still alive, taking on National Trail tomorrow at noon. And then the D3 uh, at Northmont, Cincinnati Hills Christian Academy against Versailles and Coach Travis Swank. Terrific program they've got down there. I uh, absolutely love his story. Love talking to him and everything that he's got going on. And I talked about the girls earlier on. We've got Afrocentric and Ottawa Glendorf for rematch from the uh, state semis a couple of years ago. Minster against Wayne Trace. That's a 7-30 game at Elida. That game on at K94 as well. And Fort Lormie and Tri-Village. D4 girls at Vandalia, Fort Lormie and uh, Tri-Village. That is going to be a whale of a ball game. And see exactly what happens. State next week. I'm excited to go down and talk to a lot of the folks down there. I hope that you enjoy the show. Might actually even be able to do something bigger while we're down there next week. I'm not 100% sure how it's going to work yet, but uh, I, I, I love State Week. I can't say enough about it. Uh, the uh, 
wrestling sectionals last week. St. Mary's, Salina, Wapakoneta, third, fourth, and fifth. Ottawa Glendorf finishes 12th. Uh, district qualifiers, uh, Colin Mellett from Wapakoneta, Tyler Heisey from St. Mary's in a couple of different weight classes for Tyler. He actually uh, ends up working at 106 and 113. Just so much good going on. Howie Perkins at 170 for Shawnee. Ends up winning Evan Keck. Finishes second in the 220s. Uh, the uh, sectionals at Lima Central Catholic. Kenton finished eighth. Bath finished 11th. Uh, district's going on actually right now as uh, we speak. And I'll tell you all about those uh, coming up next week and about a lot of the things. Northwest District honors. Congratulations to Troy Yant. Ends up being the first time that he's won a District Coach of the Year award. Blake Reynolds for uh, Columbus Grove ends up being the D4 co-player of the year. A lot of big things to go on tonight. I hope that you can join us. Uh, any of the games going on, WKSD has got a couple of good ones. And uh, also, again, Z Sports Live, WZOQ Radio, and WKKI. So much good. You can watch uh, NK Telco as well, WOSN. A lot of the games going on this weekend. Just get out, support the local media, and uh, especially the kids. Some people recently seem to forget that everything you do is about the kids. It's not about how many games you've done or what you've covered or who, where you've been. People ask all the time why people are covering certain things. You know what? That's because of the kids. That's exactly what it's supposed to be about. That's the end of my soapbox. Again, thank you so much for listening to this show in every week and every week out. And I've got a lot of good things coming up during the spring and a lot of great people as a part of this show. That's all I have for this week for Around the Hearn. Have a great night and an even better tomorrow. We hope you've enjoyed this edition of Around the Hearn. Come back next week for more local stories from the NWO. But until then, be sure to follow us on Twitter at Michael Hearn PBP for more great area content.